to me, leadership is like, like leading from the front, you know, and that's something I really feel like I try to do with my team is, you know, I'm in it almost every single day, grinding away, trying to help them get to where they want to be. Um, but at the end of the day, it's kind of a perspective thing for me. I'm one of these guys, little, you know, I don't want to be an old man rich by myself. Like I, I want to have really strong relationships with people and look at their families and, and say like, hey, their families were impacted by the work that I woke up and did every single day. This episode of Entrepreneurial Impact with Joe Martin and Dave Donaldson, we actually had the pleasure of doing a guest appearance out in the KW Reston office with uh, Ryan and Kyle, and uh, just excited to be actually on site together. Actually, it's the first time Dave and I have been in person it is. to shoot this, which is pretty cool. Um, and today, like, I've had the pleasure of working with Kyle for a long time, and Ryan stepping into leadership over the past like six months or so to run the office. And uh, the purpose of Entrepreneurial Impact, guys, is really just understanding that most brokerages across the U.S. are small businesses. And it's really a vision of being a broker, but then also being able to have your uh, spin uh, and influence on agents as they come in and also your oversight and impact to them in running their business as an entrepreneur, small business owner, 1099 contractor, right? Um, so I just love part of our entrepreneurial impact um, podcast purpose is to really understand like your story and your journey uh, and like what got you to today. And so I just want to start off with that. So, so Ryan, like what's been your journey? Like what, what, How'd you get here today? What's those those milestones for you? Yeah, so I got into I got into real estate seven years ago. Seven years ago, um, had a conversation with somebody while I was on my honeymoon, and just made it sound like a no brainer. And, uh, and was uh, that your wife? That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting pillow talk, right there. This is yes. like a random guy in the pool, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so this is a random guy in the pool. He's from the UK. Had deep, you know, English accent. Comes over, clearly had too much to drink, uh, just asked what I was doing. Um, and I told him that at the time I'd been working in the gyms for a long time, you know, some management, training, sales, stuff like that. Um, and he's like, oh, well, you're in sales and service. Why are you not in real estate? I was like, I don't know. I've never, I've never really thought about it. He's like, well, if you're in sales and service, why are you not selling the most expensive thing you possibly can? And I was like, that <laughs> not that my idea. Sense. That's a good question. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, he's like, well, where do you live? I was like, Northern Virginia. He's like, okay, so a lot of military and government, so ebb and flow. People are in and out all the time. He's like, you lived here all, all your life? I'm like, yep, I lived there my whole life, and you know, all my friends and family and stuff like that is here. He's like, well, what's the average sales price in Northern Virginia? I was like, I don't know. If at the time you take the top and the bottom, it's probably 500000 something like that. Um, he's like, so you've been there all your life. The military's in and out. If you sell one home a month at $500,000, commission on that is, you know, Twelve, fifteen thousand dollars, whatever. He's like, is twelve or fifteen thousand dollars a month more than you're making at the gym? I was like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, you should look into it. Swims off. Never see him again. That's <laughs> an impressive mic <laughs> drop, man. Like, wow. <laughs> I was like, huh. I was like, all right, well. So I, I, I went and talked to a buddy of mine, JP Blanketship, and uh, I was like, dude, you think I could do this? He's like, absolutely. Um, so I went and got licensed, and I joined a team. So I was on a, a team in Loudoun for, for two years. Um, had a great two years there and uh, decided to start my, my own team. Uh, so I started my own real estate team, Ohana Homes, out of KW Fairfax. That's where I met Kyle. Um, I interviewed a bunch of different brokerages. Um, you know, so I interviewed with you know the four KWs that I kind of like drove past to get out to Loudoun. 
Um, and I, I did it. I, I talked with uh, I talked with Pearson Smith, um, and and another KW not within the the Alliance group. Um, and that's when I met Kyle. And the I mean, a lot of places had better offices, and they wanted to talk about all of these features and things like that. But Kyle, he sat down. He's like, he's like, tell me about your business. It was it was more all about me and my business. Um, and how he can help me grow my business. Uh, so right then and there, I was like, I'm in. So it wasn't his dashing good looks. It's definitely not his dashing. <laughs> definitely not his dashing good looks. But just somebody that that would pour into my business um, that I felt comfortable that I could grow myself and my business around. So I started my uh, my team there, and we've been there for uh, going on five years. Uh, we've had a great you know five years there. Um, we end up being, you know, one of the, the top producing teams out of, out of that market center. Um, and then I, <laughs> now that I'm in my role, I really appreciate when people show up to team meetings. Yeah. <laughs> I, was the, right? I was the guy that like hardly showed up or like they catch me in the office, like come to team meeting, right? I'm like, oh, yeah. And <laughs> so Kai was doing a, a team meeting last year in October or maybe November or something like that. Um, and he just said, hey, if you guys need me, I'm going to be kind of throughout the region. I'm, you know, I need to make some hires throughout the alliance group. Um, so if you guys need me, you know, just call me, text me, whatever. Uh, so I just kind of walked up. I'm like, what are you hiring for? And he's like, are you are you interested? I was like, whoa, <laughs> I'm interested in having a conversation. Like, like I'll always have a conversation about, you know, possible opportunities. Uh, so he wanted he was looking to fill the team lead role here in our resting office. Um and we had a really great conversation. I liked, you know, everything that he had to say. Um, I had some some like mental hurdles, not about you know the the role itself, uh, but you know, going from you know business owner, you know, uh, running my own real estate. You know, I, I do have, you know, I'm, I'm essentially a pl- employee here, right? So I do have people that I need to report to. You know, I have to report to Kyle, and I'm accountable to Kyle. Whereas typically I was just accountable to myself, and if I wanted to take a nap. I just wasn't going to get any business that day. Well, I can't really do that anymore. Uh, so, that, you know, getting over that kind of, you know, okay, well, I'm going to be accountable to somebody else. But um, I tr- looked for two weeks and I couldn't find a reason to say no. Uh, so I said yes. And the, the, the biggest reasons that I said yes is I've been a, I've been a coach, uh, a football coach for 22 years. Since I was 18 years old, I have not missed a season. Uh, so I've coached, you know, youth and now I'm coaching high school um, and being a leader and being a coach is just one of the things that I love. Um, I love being able to pour into people. I love, you know, seeing people that have just started something and seeing what I can help them grow that into. Um, I love being around others that are better than me. Like I don't, I don't pretend to to know the the most about uh, real estate. I don't pretend to know the most about anything. Um, but being around other people that can help me grow personally um, was a huge attraction to me. And this office has like a, a murderer's row worth of, of high producing, very high producing agents. Um, and I felt just being around them would help me grow, um, you know, not only in, you know, a real estate business, but in leadership, um, all while I can, you know, kind of help them do the same thing here. Good stuff. So Kyle, let's give us a little bit of a background about you. And obviously, you know, you know Ryan looks up and appreciates the relationships you guys have, but you've been able to impact him. But how did it start for you? Yeah, so I uh, I graduated school back in 2009, and uh, it was your classic. My dad said, "You know, what are you doing? You're not you're not going to go back to the beach this summer." Um, and I always had an interest in real estate, so I went down to um, Hampton Roads down to Norfolk at the time and lived with a couple of my buddies down there. That was a lot of fun. 
And that's how I got my start in real estate. And we, uh, we did more investing in the sales side. Um, and I quickly realized the sales side is w what I enjoyed and what I was kind of naturally attracted to. Um, and, and I was successful in that. And yet um, I, I felt more fulfilled when I was working with other people, like more so with agents than I did with clients. And I think that's a classic kind of story that you hear from a lot of people who are in, you know, brokerage leadership. And, you know, I just what would fill me up at the end of the day is having an agent come in that, you know, would have a business plan, be able to execute and change their family's lives. And that really is what got me up and got me fired every day. So um, I went from sales into leadership. My first office was down in Richmond West. And I, I came in as a low man on a totem pole in that office um, and either by luck or, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, within like three months, the team leader, the assistant team leader all left that market center. And I was kind of last <laughs> man standing. And so, you know, the uh -huh. OP, my, my OP, Tipper Williams, just said like, all right, you're up. Um, I think I was 24 or 25 at the time. And I just said like, this is this is a terrible decision. <laughs> and she said, well, you're all I got right now. So go ahead and, and take care of it. So. You know, I think we did what what a lot of you know, a lot of leaders do. We just kind of jumped in and we just said, "Hey, you know, what do you need to succeed?" And so that kind of started my pathway on uh, my leadership path within Keller Williams. And um, so trial by fire. Trial by fire. And honestly, they were still looking for somebody else. And a couple of the ALC members that I really spent a lot of time with pouring into, you know, actually stood up for me and just said, "Like, hey, we're we're done looking. Like the person's already here." And we don't need anybody else from the outside, and so let's let's rock and roll. And so again, when you pour in other people, you know that's the nice thing is I felt like a lot of those those agents had my back. And so from Richmond West, was there for a couple of years, um, got engaged and married uh, to my beautiful wife. She got a dream job up here in D.C. is what what brought me to Northern Virginia. Uh, but it was actually it was great because it's brought me back into an environment with you know a lot of Kel Williams offices, a lot of competition, and it's kind of forced me to sharpen my skills a little bit too. So um, I was a team leader in Fairfax for a couple of years. Uh, Dave and I kind of jumped on board with all the technology with Keller Williams when that came about, and I was the director of technology for our six market centers. Well, let's stop there, right? Yeah. So, so Dave has an Android. I don't know yes. exactly oh if you can say goodness. he jumped okay. into technology. Yes, like, I when do. I, when I get the yes, green I bubble, yes. I just like I, I just see this. I ignore, ignore. like this, can't, this. This guy can't really be into technology. <laughs> yeah. Can't send videos. Yeah, exactly. can't send anything. Can't There's no the airdrop. Going I don't know what else I could say to you, millennials. But you know, when you grow <laughs> up and you want to be in being business, you'll you move from your little music devices. Hey, you know what? You know what? Ryan and I were talking. We we're talking about Keller Williams Young Professionals. You could be a spokesperson for Keller Williams Old. old no, no, it's, 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 I am. I'm. I'm, K, I'm a, the founding member of KW Map Middle Aged Professionals. There you go. Yep. Nice. We have T-shirts. Nice. It's rich coming for me. The only guy that's gone bald, right? Um, right. So, uh, gotcha. So I think like the, it was cool to hear those journeys, right, from yep. you all. Uh, the question I've got though is when you look at going down the road of betting on yourself like when you really look at entrepreneurialism like one of the things you were hung up on was like i've got to now report to somebody and this accountability is cool when i know it's on me but we're never going to really be at the greatest you know output or in, uh, output that we'd ever be at if we're not held accountable and like push ourselves over that like lid or over that hump um so when you look at your small business and betting on yourself how has you know it's one thing to say hey there's no limit on my money there's no limit on my time there's no limit on all these things by being a small business owner what were some of the things that entrepreneurial business has impacted you in a way that you didn't actually see coming like what were some of the like auxiliary benefits of it that you're like oh i didn't realize that was going to happen but i learned a ton or it impacted me and changed who i was well i think so i think my answer to that is something that I kind of knew getting into it, but I didn't really understand the the impact of it. So one of the biggest reasons that I got 
well, outside of the conversation I had with the old man in a pool, was <laughs> I really like the idea of being my own boss, right? I want my success or failure to completely be on me and me alone, right? I don't, I don't necessarily need the opinion of, you know, my boss or somebody above me that may like me for, or, or hate me for one reason or the other to determine my success within a, a normal structured corporate ladder. So that was one of the, the big draws to starting my own business. But then realizing when you have your own business, once you do have your own business, you really do wake up unemployed every single day. And if you don't get up and do the activities that you need to do, your family might not eat. So that was the most terrifying part and one of the biggest things that I had to learn, right? So I'm like, I don't need to lead Jen today. I'm good. I'm going to go play a little Madden and take a nap today. Well, and then then that, you know, so your first, you know. You used to take a lot of naps, didn't you? Until you hired me for this position, yes, I did. Um, but you get those ebbs and flows in real estate, and then I'm like, oh, okay, so I'm going to go from, you know, all right, I sold a house in January. I didn't sell a house in February, to now I'm, now, now I'm looking at March. I'm like, oh, man, all right, so I haven't gotten uh, – good thing these paychecks are a decent size, but I haven't gotten a paycheck in two months. Right. So, you know, staying consistent and making sure you actually have to do the work and the self-discipline to to get up and actually do the work every day was was probably the biggest thing that I had to learn. Yeah, I mean, you just said the word there. What I was going to say was discipline. You know, that, that was the benefit for me is when I put myself in environments in which, um, you know, I know I'm going to be held accountable, whether that's by myself or by my peers, like that's where I succeed. And so, you know, part of being an entrepreneur is you think you are running solo. You have, you know. Your, your, your gig and whatever that's going to be, but it really does. It creates, um, you know, it creates discipline and, it, and it, I think that affects all aspects of your life. You know, there are certain things that I look back on the last 10, 12 years that have stretched me that used to be, you know, give me anxiety, whether that be business related, personal related, and, you know, just being an entrepreneur, I think has brought me perspective and helped me understand, you know, weight in different situations. And, and that, that's, that's benefited me again, both personally and professionally. I think that's actually helped me in the role that I'm in currently right so when you when you're on your own business or you have your own real estate team the problem comes up you just have to solve it. like the buck stops with you like that's it um and that kind of thing kind of poured over into this where i see things that need to get done i just go do it i'm a i'm very much a i'm gonna ask for forgiveness and not permission type person which has gotten me in trouble once or twice like in the last like seven months where kyle has to call me like <laughs> what are you doing right a like, quick conversation but in a lot of things, it's really, really helped, right? So in the even in the building of this office, um, it was wait, who's who's some of some of this stuff come come down to? I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm the only one here. I'm boots on the ground, so I guess it falls to me. And I just go do it. Um, so I think that type of thing, you know, that skill set was really helpful early on, learning that early on, um, and I was able to apply it into into this role. And when you're an entrepreneur, sometimes too, it's it's a uh you're your your own marketer, you're your own accountant, right? So there's all these different skills that you acquire being an entrepreneur, that if you were just in a corporate position, you had a certain role, and that's what you did all day long, you wouldn't be exposed to all those things. So I always tell people, you know, it's, it's a lot of times, it's like a liberal arts education, right? You get I think the thing that I hear both of you guys talk about, like one of the benefits of being an entrepreneur, is that you have to live in the pressure. Like a lot of people cave mm -hmm. under pressure, right? Mm -hmm. And you like, you if, if you want to be successful, you've got to actually embrace pressure know it's there and realize that like 
that's not going anywhere. But if I embrace it and lean into it and do the activity that's going to force me to like accomplish something because of that pressure, you're going to get stuff that nobody else gets. And um, I've been thinking about this one saying and uh, in sales or any type of small business is there's two types of people. There's the dog that likes to just eat, right? They hunt just to eat. And there's the dog that hunts to hunt because they actually like the, the the skill, the chase, the all that stuff that comes with it. That they want to perfect their craft, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of times when you look at being an entrepreneur, that there's such upside and there's such amazing things for freedom and all that. But a lot of people are just hunting to eat as opposed to hunting to hunt to be the best version of themselves or the best business owner they could possibly be, which comes back to that accountability is that like, hey, left our own devices, we're going to hit a certain lid, right, a certain level of per- performance it's not until we make ourselves uncomfortable and put somebody in our in our world as a team member to say hey ryan yeah great you're naturally gifted at selling 36 homes but i bet you you can do 72 so get off your butt stop playing mad and stop sleeping right and like that pressure like iron sharpens iron but how do you surround yourself with people that aren't going to let you get away with stuff right they'll say like no you're better than that you know come on i think that's the cool part like are you thinking about Am I cool looking back when I'm 75 years old and being like, damn, I wish I had just done that one extra thing. That, like, it wasn't that hard. I just got in my head and I got lazy. I wish there was somebody putting their foot up my backside and said, right. go do it, right? Right. Yeah, and I think, you know, surrounding yourselves with those types of people, the people that are going going to push you. Um, you know, Kyle and I have had coaching calls, and he he's very honest about it. So I would say, hey, what, or he'll say, you know, what do you have kind of going on? I'm like, oh, well, I got this, and I think we're going to do this and this. And he's like, stop. No. <laughs> right so in this in this business like the i call it you know chasing the shiny penny there's so many shiny pennies and we were doing like an early coaching call i had all these shiny pennies i'm like oh, i'm gonna do this this and he's like stop you don't even have your database set up yet right so he just he did a really great job of bringing me back and like get back to the basics get back to the 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 nuts and bolts of, of how to lead generate and how to let people know you're in you're in real estate um stop you know chasing all of these things that um, you could do that later, but you don't have your bases down. I think it's always interesting. Like when you look back at school growing up as a kid, potentially, you know, you think high school is so hard when you're in high school, right? And then you get to college and you're like, man, I wish I would have high school, right? I think, I think business is the same way is on a daily basis. We convince ourselves sometimes it's tough. It's so hard, but you just kind of got to embrace the journey because I look back to some of my previous roles that I've had and I remember being stressed, you know, with different situations. That's, that's part of the process, right? To, to Joe's point. And so, um, you know, embrace it, embrace the journey. Cause I think you will look back and you'll enjoy all the moments. Um, you know, some will stick out more than others, but, um, to your point, I think it is, it is, I don't, I haven't met a single entrepreneur, like true entrepreneur who said I hit my goal and I stopped. Right. So for me, there's never there's never an end line, a finish line. It's kind of like chasing that finish line is is kind of the fun of being an entrepreneur. I think that's a really great insight. Now, Kyle, you touched on this a little while ago about your transition, but Ryan, I want to kind of take a deeper dive for you because your transition is a little bit more recent. You're going from running a team, right, and having the, that type of control to now overseeing a market center and pouring into the associates, right? You yeah. touched earlier by having a murderer's row of really top producing agents, mm-hmm. right? How do you step into that role? And how do you feel about now coaching and counseling those agents? And because your, your impact went from your team and your consumers to now a market center full of associates that, that trickle down effect as I show it's magnified. Right. So I think the, the value that I think I provide to the agents here at Keller Williams is, is my own 
real estate journey and my own business is kind of sits right in the middle. So I'm not like a super high mega producing agent. I'm certainly not, you know, just the starter, but I can relate to both because I'm close enough to kind of both where I can actually have like an intelligent conversation with everybody. So if it's, you know, coaching somebody that's just getting in or even somebody that is, you know, just, you know, around the same level of business or just above the same level of business, I can have a really impactful conversation with them and talk to them about what they're doing um, and, and guide them and, you know, Similar to what what Kyle did was, you know, I don't think you need to be doing that right now. I can kind of evaluate your business and say, hey, I think you should focus on these three, these you know three things. Um, and we do quarterly coaching calls with um, all of our top agents here, um, or I do quarterly coaching calls with them, uh, just to you know check in on them, pro- make sure we're providing value, uh, making sure that you know we're looking at their business every quarter because. Um, so we do something called the, the 12 week year. Um, and we take your, your 12 week, your, your one year goal and we smash it into 12 weeks. There's a book about it. Um, because too long or, you know, too many times you set your goal and then you get to October, November, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm way behind my goal. Okay. Well, you haven't adjusted your plan at all. So we take it at 12 week chunks and we say, we decide what's working, what hasn't been working. Okay. This is working. Great. Let's continue to do it. This hasn't been working. Okay. We're going to scratch that off. We're going to find something else. Um, so you're constantly kind of evolving your plan. Um, and with the, with those top agents, it really is trying to, um, provide value in that we can get them in front of other really high producing agents. So through, you know, yourselves at, at, you know, KW, the Virginias and KWRI, you know, we can get those really high performing agents back in front of um, some of those other agents around the country. So through, you know, so Mega Camp, I know they have a bunch of meetings with uh, Gary Keller and some of the top, top agents there, you know, family reunion, kind of the same thing. Uh, we do want to do something kind of here within the Alliance group where we get some of our top producing agents together. Cause we do, we can hold like a little bit of a, a mini mega camp here just within the Alliance group or within KW Virginia's. We have enough talent where we can do that. So I think, you know, trying to provide that value that way to the agents is something that we're, we're looking at. I'm really looking forward to that. Cause I think, like I said, there are some really, really high producing great agents within KW Virginia's that will provide value to each other. That's excellent. I, I agree with you. You're having masterminds and having the agents coach agents and then having to develop within that, that's the great involvement, right? That kind of keeps everybody comfortable and sustainable at home. You know, as you continue to grow and you've got this fantastic space, which I, I really do appreciate you kind of a lot of us hosting here today. You yeah. Know, uh, as Joe mentioned at the top, well, we hadn't done one of these together. So that's uh, the beauty for everybody watching home that we're not in our little Zoom boxes. Yep. Not in your cubes. Yeah. Well, what do you see happening with that? So you're going to have these masterminds. You're going to see continued growth. Some of those big things now, maybe Kyle will let you have some of those shiny pennies back. Like, what are some of those one or two things that are you're looking forward to doing? Uh, here in the market center or in my real estate business? Either. Either. So in my, in my real estate business, um, I have gotten into inside sales agents. Um, I now have a database manager. I now have a director of ops. So as I... As I took my position here, I knew that my business had to grow. Um, my real estate business had to grow because I wasn't going to be able to be in the transactions anymore. I just don't have the time to be, you know, doing showings and uh, things like that. So I had to build a team around me that I was really comfortable with. Uh, so I hired a, a director of operations. Um, I hired a, a database manager. So she does all of our database. She does all of our um, thirty-six touch. So that was one of the like the 
not even a shiny penny. It was like a shiny Benjamin's. Like it was very, <laughs> very expensive. It was not cheap, but it is. It has already started to 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 pay for itself. Um, we've already you know done more business this year um, than we did last year, and it's you know we're in you know the first part of July or middle July. Um, so and then here, you know, you know shiny pennies. I you know we have a brand new office, and I think that was huge for us. Um, the the culture has has started to come back here at Reston. Um, my I've told this story before. My first interaction with Keller Williams Reston was down at um, an ALC clinic at Nemecolon, and I was at Fairfax at the time with Kyle on the ALC, and this loud, boisterous, like obnoxious group was sitting. I'm like, who is that? And and it was, he's like, oh, it's Reston. I was like, oh my God. I mean, they just brought the juice every time. Like, they're, like, brought the juice all the time. So, you know, when I took this job, I, I was like, oh, I want to be part of that. That would be cool. Um, so just, you know, being a part of that here and and, and bringing, that, bringing that into Reston is, is a lot of fun. Um, so this office was able to do that. It's, you know, brand new. It's very uh, collaborative. So we have a lot of collaboration space. We always have this cool podcast space where people are able to to share about them their themselves and their business which i know has been a a, a big thing with you know kw virginia's and now you know i want to bring that into you know kw rest is telling your story right um so you know monthly we're going to have agents coming in here and i just want to talk to them about really them and their business and their journey similar to what we're doing now i think it's so important to hear about everybody's story and everybody provides some sort of value um, you know, on all of these podcasts, it doesn't matter, really matter which one, um, you, you can typically pull some really great nuggets, um, from the, 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 all these podcasts going around. That's great. Now, Kyle, you're kind of even going a little step further now, right? Coming from agent to accelerating, getting to a team leader, now being the general manager of Virginia Alliance Group, but kind of over five, you know, what you said, how much involvement you'd loved working with the agents, right? Yep. But now you're pouring not just into agents, but into leaders. Sure. Well, it just, it's a ripple effect, right? I, I cut my teeth by working with the agents individually. Um, and, you know, I think we want to scale that. We want to have more people impacted by our organization, right? That's that's the goal of the organization. That's why we're all here. So um, having great leaders, right, like Ryan and, and our other team leaders in our organization, you know, now I still spend some time with the agents, um, but I really spend a majority of my time pouring into to my six team leaders um, and their teams because then they can go do that work, right? And so it just makes a bigger impact for the Alliance group and kind of what we're trying to accomplish here. And it's been fun. Um, I miss it every once in a while. I like to jump back in with the agents. And Ryan was out last week. I did a new agent recruiting conversation. So it's always fun to you know get back into those you know one-on-one face-to-face meetings. But yeah, no, my time now is spent trying to support these guys and give them everything they need so that they have the same opportunity that I did when I was a team leader. Question for you, because what's what I was really excited about asking having you two together is that you've you're one of the few that have been in sales and then transition to leadership, right? And a lot of people are like, hey, more people, more problems, um, and not really understanding that some opportunities aren't about the money, they're about the experience and skill sets and who you become as a person because of what you put yourself into, right? Sure. And mm-hmm. that you're able to take a time where you invest in skills and things like that, that just because you're great at sales doesn't mean you're great at leading people, sure. right? Mm-hmm. And the opportunity of going into brokerage leadership really 
put you on a like a spotlight of hey you, you got to know how to influence people because let's be real it's one thing to run a business where everybody's a w-2 employee and you're like hey if you don't do what i tell you to do <laughs> sure. you're gonna get a check yeah right but it's a different thing of really trying to influence people that are you know licensees they're just affiliated with your brokerage and they've got to truly see value in your education and your experience and your knowledge and how you care about what they're trying to achieve and how you can ask great questions to influence them towards that and then them actually knowing to care so for everybody listening in, what has been the most fulfilling piece for you making the transition from sales to leadership? Because I think that's an important story to tell, that there is power in going into leadership, and even though it's challenging, it's way more fulfilling. And personally, when I was a team leader for three and a half years, my main driver was that, okay, there's a lot of successful real estate agents. There's a very small amount of successful team leaders in real estate. And I wanted to be part of that thing because that's something that no one else has and it's very exclusive. So for you all, Ryan, we'll start with you. Like what what is it that, you know, going into leadership, that if anybody else was thinking about, hey, I'm thinking about leadership, what would you tell them as to why they should jump into that, like, that pool? Matt, so you said it. I, I think there are some, some people out there that are really, really good in sales um, and they just might not be be great leaders. Um, I think it's a different skill set. I think it's a developed skill set. Um, I've had to kind of develop my own style of leadership over uh, over a lot of years of coaching and time and things like that. Um, but what I would say to somebody that wanted to get into leadership, if you enjoy helping people, right? If you are, I think the people that are really good at this are people that are are service oriented, right? They're 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 there to help people and they care about you know getting people from point A to point B, you know, and helping um, accomplish their goals. I think those type of people do really, really well, really, really well here. Um, what I learned really early on in this in this role is that we really are service providers, right? They're, they're, every agent, doesn't matter what brokers you go to, they have a choice. They, they don't have to be here at Keller Williams Reston. They can go anywhere they choose. Um, so if you're not providing the value to these folks that choose to, to, to be in business with you, they could just as easily go someplace else. So I took it very agent centric. Uh, you know, I want to help everybody. How can I help you? You know, I've talked to, you know, my, my, my staff here. I was like, we are literally here to help and serve and grow you know, our agents and, and, and their businesses. And I think if you take that approach or, or you have that kind of mindset, you'll be really successful in this, in, in this type of role. Yeah. I think for me, um, it's, it's interesting. I had a great team leader. One of my first team leaders was a great leader. And I don't think everyone has that, that same experience, no matter what you do, right? Not even, not even just in real estate, but you know, they modeled for me what I thought was great leadership. Mm-hmm. And that really encouraged me to say, Hey, this is something I'm, I'm certainly interested in doing. Um, you know, I think everyone has natural tendencies. They enjoy doing certain things. You guys know me. I'm not scared to walk in and jump in front of a team meeting. And that to me is not leadership. You know, to me, leadership is like, like leading from the front, you know, and that's something I really feel like I try to do with my team is, you know, I'm in it almost every single day, grinding away, trying to help them get to where they want to be. Um, but at the end of the day, it's kind of a perspective thing for me. I'm one of these guys, little, you know, I don't want to be an old man rich by myself. Like I, I want to have really strong relationships with people and look at their families and, and say like, hey, their families were impacted by 
the work that I woke up and did every single day. And so at the end of the day, that, that's what really drives me is I, I think I can create a great living, have everything that I could possibly want in this lifetime for me, for my kids. And at the same time, you know, feel like I'm, I'm trying to create opportunities for other people to have the same success. And, you know, those opportunities were created for me. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's what it is. Creating legacies, right? Reason to live, reason to move forward, something to look back on and realize, like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I mean, I can think back to either several, either team members or agents that came in and said, hey, I'm, you know, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a teacher and I'm selling textbooks and I'm making 15 grand a year, right? And I know that their families have transformed. Like in the last four years, they've been in business with us and to see them going on vacations in Europe and, you know, doing this fun thing. I love, that's what I, that's what I mostly get excited about. And I think being an entrepreneur creates that opportunity for you. And so to your point, Joe, you know, those are, those are some of the, the pieces that, that come from it. I'm glad we were able to have this conversation just about like entrepreneurship and then getting to leadership in a small business, right? Because it's one thing to be your own boss and control the outcomes pretty, like, hey, I need to make 30 grand. It's pretty easy to go say, hey, to make 30 grand, I'm just going to go out and sell some houses. I'm going to work 90 hours a week. I'm going to find the database. I'm just going to do it, right? It's a whole other thing to get success through people. And one of the things I would just want to commend you guys as I've watched your journey through the Virginia's region uh, over the past two and a half years in my role was that in leadership, the input-output is not correlated. That you could put in 100 hours as a leader and get zero. And then you got some people who could put an hour in and get like 50 hours out. And I think that's the beauty in leadership for anybody that's in sales is that you have a natural capacity in what you can control based on time as an individual. But I always try to tell people in leadership is if you're trying to have a lasting impact with lasting legacies, and here's the, the challenge within legacy, right? Is that there is only one person that almost the entire world can remember 2,000 years ago. That's Jesus. Right. right. Yeah. Right? So when you think about, like, your 100 years on this earth, like, 100 years from now, like, who remembers me? Right? And I think a lot of people, when you get highly successful, you sort of think about, okay, it's not about me making 500000 or a million in income. It's that, like, okay, I did that. That's not a challenge anymore. Like, I'm trying to actually make sure that someone remembers me after I die. Right. And also having a larger impact means that if I've got 10 people like, that are, I'm responsible for as the leader – that they've got 40 hours of work, so now I've got 10 times 40, I got 400 production hours in a given week. So now I gotta think differently about how do I make the highest impact out of those people. So I just wanna commend you all is that it's not for the light of heart, but for those that wanna compete and be in an exclusive like elite class, leadership is one of the most fulfilling and challenging things. And then the best part for both of you, that once again, kudos to, is that no one can ever take it away from you. No one can ever say you weren't you didn't do it or you didn't step out. Like you did something that most people are scared to do. And I would challenge anybody listening that if you've got a leadership opportunity like Ryan did, he took the conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's powerful. A lot of people won't even take the conversation or be open to it because they're too scared of not looking good or getting their ego involved and recognizing I'm really good in sales, but I don't know if I want leadership. Let me find all the excuses that I can't go into leadership when in fact it's their own ego that's getting in the way of what they could be because they're afraid of failure. Right. Yep. So. I think this is a great way to wrap it up. Powerful, emotional, and, and poignant. Right. So I, I really appreciate you guys hosting us here today, uh, having us here on site, and I look forward to coming back. Yeah, absolutely. You guys are welcome back anytime. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, this is awesome. Thanks for having us. Enjoyed the conversation. I appreciate it, guys. Take care, everybody.